0: Hey everybody, Candice Eisner here. Uh, This week I wanted to talk to you a little bit about the idea of shifting your mindset. Welcome to Life Beyond the Massage Table, a podcast for massage therapists or really anyone who works in health and wellness. I'm here to help you take a look at your business and practice in new ways, to think outside the box, and to shift gears from the same old stuff that isn't helping you build the life and the business that you really want. Let's get started. All right, everybody. Happy Monday. Nice to have you back here with me. First off, I wanted to mention that if the sound quality is a little bit off this week, I do apologize. Um, I don't know what's going on other than my computer has suddenly decided that my External microphone doesn't exist. <laughs> I've tried rebooting. I've tried changing the cables. I've tried looking for help files. There's not really much out there to help me, so I may have to buy a new microphone. I'm not really sure on that one, but in the meantime, I am using um, the uh, the microphone that's attached to the uh, the iPhone earbuds. Um, actually, relatively speaking, they're pretty. It's a pretty decent microphone considering it just comes with your your uh, your iPhone or your iPad or whatever you might have purchased. So uh, a little, little tip out there for anyone who's looking to start a podcast, if you already have that microphone, it's not actually that bad. But there are, of course, better mics out there. Anyway, all's to say, you know, I do apologize if the sound is a little bit wonky. Uh, You can actually, you know, let me know if actually it is pretty horrible, and then I'll know I need to speed up the process on getting a new microphone. But to me, it doesn't sound that bad. So I'm going to push forward with going on with the podcast until I figure out this whole microphone thing. Anyway, I hope in your corner of the world you're having a good week. Uh, this week I wanted to talk to you about the idea of shifting your mindset, those mindsets that might be holding you back and having the business and really the life and the practice that you really do want to have. Um, you know, do you have ways of thinking or assumptions that are hurting your business? Um, this week I wanted to talk about that. Is it kind of seems really timely for me for a few reasons. Um, The first is that, you know, I've seen some online conversations from RMTs or other healthcare people recently, and the way they were speaking, they almost had kind of a distaste for the public. You know, the public being the group of people from which your clients are coming. Now, I'll get to what I mean by that whole distaste idea in a second, but chances are good you've heard some of it yourself and you might have even engaged in some of conversations of this kind. Um, You'll see what I mean in a minute, like I said. And the other reason I'm currently thinking about that whole mindset, mindset shift change is that I'm currently working with a charitable organization and they're undergoing some mindset shifts of their own. And, you know, I've been watching the process unfold as I'm sort of helping them with bits and pieces of it. So I've got some conversations And observations from that experience that, you know, I'd I'd like to share a little bit with you guys. So, So let's jump right into this topic. So here's the stuff I'm talking about, the sort of the mindset shift that you may need to be making. So for example, do you ever hear fellow therapists or yourself saying things like, my clients just don't understand what I do. They're always asking me for a fluff and buff massage. That's not what I do. Or they say stuff like, my clients don't respect my time they expect me to skip the assessment and get them on the table as fast as I can so they can max out their treatment time. Or stuff like, why doesn't the college spend more time and money promoting our profession? Isn't that what they should be doing? Or stuff like, oh my God, this new college policy, is such a pain in the ass. It's going to take up so much of my time. I don't understand why they're being so demanding. I don't get why they ask us to do these things. So, I'm not saying that those thoughts are necessarily a terrible thing. Sometimes you do need to look at these issues in your practice, in your business, in your profession. But did you notice a common thread here in all of those statements I just made? Um, The fact that all those statements are very focused on the therapist and they're not so focused on the client. So, for example, don't understand what I do, don't respect me, promoting our, that is my profession, taking up my time, disrespecting me, 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 I, I. So, yeah, that is a little bit of a problem. Before I continue, of course, let me be honest here, I said a lot of those things back when I was in active practice too, and I had to make a major mindset shift myself, because the reality is when you are running a business, no matter what kind of business it is, whether it is healthcare, fitness, wellness, or something else... You need to shift away from a me versus them mindset. You need to shift away from thinking about yourself first. And you may not realize you are doing it. You may say, oh, no, I'm always thinking about my clients first. Trust me. Like I, you know, their health and well-being is foremost to me. But then you catch yourself saying some of those things I just stated. And then you realize, oh, hey, I'm not thinking about them first all the time. Sometimes I am very focused on me. Because, you know it's not helpful whatsoever to come into a professional relationship whether it's with your clients or your colleagues or other healthcare practitioners or your college or someone else in your life having this protective inside versus outside attitude. And See, part of the issue for RMTs in particular is I think we cultivate this attitude while in school. I know we did it at my school. There was a lot of that. And I've heard from other people there's very much that at their school too. Like, we're taught that we need to protect our profession fiercely. We're taught that clients are going to misunderstand what we do. And it's our job to correct them. But unfortunately, what ends up happening is instead of coming across in sort of a gentle way, we end up coming across as being very combative or overly clinical and not friendly and educational in the way that we're correcting people on what we do. So in other words, instead of saying, you know, oh, hey, well, if you didn't know, massage therapy can do da-da-da-da-da, you're going, no, you're wrong. You know, you you don't seem to understand. It's totally obvious. I'm a healthcare provider. And so on and so forth. So you're coming at it a more combative way instead of a more gentle and friendly and educational way. And that's not really that great, is it? We also tend to feel defensive because, well, massage is used in sex work. And you know, we certainly don't want to get mixed in with those people. And well that's a topic for another time, of course, because I'm not saying it means that as a massage therap- a massage therapist you need to uh pretend that that is what you do or you don't need to educate your clients that it is not that. Of course not. I'm just saying it's a lot more respectful if you say, hey, that's what they do. That's not what I do. And that's cool. We, we have different professions and I'm, I'm down with that. That's fine. Um, so I'm not saying you don't differentiate yourself. I'm just saying, again, coming at it from a combative attitude is not helpful for anybody, you or your clients or the other people out there. And we also get defensive because there's other unregulated massage practitioners out there and we feel the public should only be seeing the regulated people that is the RMTs us. You know, we're taught in a certain sense that the college is not our friends, that they're not going to help us, that they're we need to be ready to do battle. And I'm using finger quotes here guys with them. You know, again, I am using us. I always say this in every podcast. I'm a former registered massage therapist just to be clear. But I do feel like I own a lot of this because I went through it. This is what I did. This is how I still feel about the topic, so. But... So what happens is that we have this combative attitude that we're kind of taught in our MT school, that we need to fiercely protect our profession, that it's an us versus them thing. And, you know, we go out into the real world and we and part of us kind of has this fists up, ready to do battle for the name of our profession attitude. And like, I'm going to be the one to make the changes and it's going to happen. And all of you better respect us because we're here. And, you know, that kind of attitude even if you don't really have that like even if you're listening to me and going like Candace that's not really how it is take a pause and listen to yourself and listen to some of your colleagues are you actually being a bit combative with people are you being fiercely protective of your profession without thinking about the bigger picture chances are you are because i see it happen an awful lot you know it's sort of a damned anyone who gets in our way kind of attitude and that's not healthy Now, again, certainly some of these items have some validity to them. That's why we get caught up in them. But it's just not healthy to have that attitude in your relationships, professional or otherwise. Think about if you always had a combative attitude with your spouse or with your kids. I realize that does happen in reality sometimes because we are human and sometimes we do argue with the people that we love. But imagine if if it was only arguments all the time. How healthy would that be? How would you feel about those relationships? It wouldn't be great, right? Right. So why are we allowing this sometimes to happen in our professional relationships where we've automatically got an us versus them attitude? That's not, that's not great. That's not a great way to, to sort of live your life and build your practice. So what if instead of coming at things with that, I have to protect myself in my profession way, you came at them just in an open to the possibilities kind of way without making a whole lot of assumptions about the situation before it actually occurs? So for example, what if instead of immediately expecting bad things when you're contacting the college, because I see this happen a lot, RMTs tend to be, oh my god, I have to contact the college, this could be very bad. Instead of assuming that, what if you just came into the correspondence with a smile and a willingness to learn that kind of attitude and remembering you're on the same page, really, which is protecting the public from harm? Generally speaking, that's going to make the conversations you have with the college a whole lot nicer. And so, and yeah, like, what if instead of getting angry or frustrated, which, to be honest, frustration is really just a low level version of anger. So if if you really look at it, it is. And being angry isn't necessarily healthy, or it very rarely is. You know, so what instead of having that attitude when clients don't understand what you do and why you need to assess or why you can't make it an hour and a half appointment when they only booked an hour or whatever it is that's frustrating you. You took it as an opportunity to teach them, and you did so with a mindset of gratitude and openness and joy, instead of just being annoyed and growly at people. Because remember, it's probably only a really small percentage of the total people who come into your practice who are those problem clients, the ones who, no matter what you say, no matter how friendly and patient and kind and trying to be educational you are, are they're going to expect you to do the fluff and buff massage or they're going to ask for the discounts or they're going to expect you to give a full hour on the table and not do any assessments or they're going to expect you to just compensate them when they're late because even though that, they're the one that's late, you should be the one to have to lose out or whatever, you know? There's always going to be some of those clients, but painting all your clients with the same brush because you have the clients who are not going to understand you no matter what you do, that's just not helpful for anybody involved. You, the clients, or anyone else. Because it's literally your job to educate people on what it is you do, how you're different from what others do, how you can help them, and why they should continue to see you. It is not the public's fault. It is not the college's fault or anyone else's fault that people don't know these things. So it does no good to get super frustrated about it. You know, it's up to you to do the work to educate them or let them know what kind of clients it is that you're focusing on or whatever that thing is that you need to do in order to bridge that gap in knowledge between you and your clients. And that's not a bad thing. It means you can frame things in a way that makes sense to you. It allows you to cultivate your relationships with other professionals and clients in a way that works for you. And overall, it means you're going to have a heck of a lot happier practice and hopefully happier life because when your work life is happier, the rest of your life tends to be happier too. Now, I mentioned in the beginning about a charity I've been working with, and I wanted to share with you um, a little bit about that. So what they've been doing is working on their communication strategy. And in the past, they were really inward-facing. You know, they communicated almost exclusively with their membership and their closest donors and friends of the organization. And there was this very insular, protective attitude. And I'm not saying, again, that's necessarily completely bad. It is okay to want to protect your organization from, you know, shysters or people who are going to just take advantage of you. Yeah, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. But, well, here's the thing that happened with them. Recently, they've realized this insular way of thinking has actually been hurting them because there are a lot of people in the general public who could benefit from their work. So actually having more communication, more transparency, and more openness with the general public is what they've been moving towards, because they're realizing that's the only way to get people first educated about the organization, and second, to get people through their doors and learning about what what it is that they do and how it can help them. So I think this is something we can all benefit from in our businesses, having that mindset shift. It doesn't mean you have to be a complete open book. Of course not. I'm not telling you to start, you know, making blog posts. This week I made this much money and I, you know, had this client and that client. I mean, of course not. There are things that are going to be private and I'm not expecting you to just, you know, fly open the curtains and everyone can see everything. That is totally not what I'm saying. But think about it. What if you shifted from protecting your business and having yourself be the insider and you know, other people in your profession be the insider and protect yourself from the outsiders and people who don't get it and you know, people who just are the frustrating people. What if you shifted it to being open to the possibilities and willingness to educate people and kind of having a, you know, there's room for all of us frame of mind. And the room for all of us frame of mind, by the way, yes, I'm referring to the unregulated practitioners. Everyone has a right to make a living um, as long as they're not tricking people. It's, you know, in other words, like unregulated practitioners pretending to be regulated. But if they're open and honest about it and people like their treatments, that's fine. And as long as they're not hurting people, that's fine. So it would probably be a whole lot healthier if you just said, okay, you know what, that's fine. They can there's room for all of us, they can, they'll have a practice, I'll have a practice, it's fine. So yeah, if you cultivate your relationships with all the people who touch your business, colleagues, clients, vendors, friends, family, etc, 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 with this mindset of being open and wanting to communicate about how awesome your business is and accepting the fact that clients have choices of who to see and that is okay, like I just said, it's just so much healthier for everyone involved, especially you, because it means you're not spending a lot of time worrying about being super protective. You're just going with the flow and seeing how things work out. And yeah, you know, there's going to be that small percentage of people who are not a good fit for you because they have these expectations you just can't meet. And you know what? That's fine. Don't worry about those people. I've said this in other podcasts, I say it in my newsletter, I say it all the time. Refer them to another therapist who might be a better fit or Just show them how to search online for another therapist if you don't have someone specific to refer them to. Tell them that you aren't a good fit for them and send them on their way. There's absolutely nothing wrong with doing that. Now, again, if you're in one of the very small uh, percentage of situations where there is literally no one else for that person to see, like you're in a tiny town and you are the only RMT for many, many miles... Okay, I realize that is a lot harder, but for the vast majority of RMTs or other people who work in healthcare, that is not the case. There are other people that that person could be seeing. You are not the only game in town. So don't worry about that, you know, uh, being on the wrong side of the legislation in terms of abandoning quote unquote a client. You are not abandoning them. You are telling them, sorry, my services are not the right match for you someone else might be a better match. That's what you're telling them. So again, if you're in that small percentage of situation where you can't really do anything about it, fine. But for the vast majority of you listening, that is not the case. So that's my topic for this week, guys. You know, um, do you need to make that mindset? Does any of what I've said resonate with you? Do you feel like you've been too combative and protective and insular and me versus them and sort of your attitude with building your business? If you have, well, that's my challenge for you is just to give some thought to it. How could you change your marketing in order to be more open about, you know, who you are and what services you have to offer? How can you change your way of communicating with clients and colleagues and friends and family and all those other people about what it is that you do and being more educational and friendly and open as opposed to sort of uh, protective and insular? Do you need to make that mindset set? shift. If you do, yeah, you know, start working on that and see how it goes. And as always, I'd love to hear from you guys, you know, what you feel about this topic, what changes you'd like to make to your own business, or if you feel like you don't, like that I'm completely off base, that's fine too. If you want to get in touch with me about that, as always, my inbox is open to you. Candice, C-A-N-D-I-C-E at Nixie, N-Y-X-I-E dot C-A all right i will be in your ears next week hey guys i am so happy to be back with you for the summer um, i will be doing a weekly podcast for most of the summer at least I'm playing around a little bit with the format of the podcast. I haven't decided yet if I'm going to revert to doing seasons or just keep doing sort of a weekly podcast with a break here and there. But, uh, you know, regardless, I am really appreciative of you guys supporting me, listening to this week after week after week. If you have any questions at all for me about running a successful massage therapy or related healthcare practice, if you have ideas for the podcast or whatever, I am always open to you. Candice, C-A-N-D-I-C-E at Nixie, N-Y-X-I-E is my email address, or you can find me on social media. Also, as always, I do appreciate you giving me a rating over on iTunes. That helps other people find this podcast or, you know, promoting it on social media for me. I also appreciate that as well. So, yeah, hopefully you guys are happy having a great summer so far and I'll be back with you next week.